1: FM 104's Select Irish with Louise Ty.
0: Select Irish on FM 104 and every week we chat to an artist about the first gig they ever went to. This week I'm joined by Eddie Sherlock of The Rattling Kind. Hello.
1: Hello Louise, how are you?
0: Good, thank you so much for chatting to us. So what was the first gig you ever went to?
1: And um, The first gig we ever went to, because back in my heyday I was a, a sporting DJ, so I was, was a punch Punches Town. Wow. Yeah. So all the superstar DJs that we were all into at the time uh, were all playing in a bunch of fields. So we went down to that, me and all the lads. And do you remember who was playing? Yeah, I think I remember it was Paul Oak of I was playing. Um, uh, Tiesto was playing. Daddy I'm trying to think now. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long, long time ago, but I remember. i tell you what I do remember. But I remember because uh, there were so many tents with so many DJs and I was walking out and it was this tune called Taking this X super thing, and I could hear it getting played from the next 10th And mm. I ran like a hot snot to try and catch this tune. And there's this little small hill, and I tripped and went flat in my face. Oh wow! <laughs> I jumped straight back up again. I kept running an amazing. Of course, you cock- don't make any,
0: uh, You don't make anyone aware that you've just fallen.
1: No, well, I didn't fall. I just get up and keep going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. So you're That's saying you yourself, you're uh, be, you're being a DJ at the time.
1: Yeah, years ago, before I even picked up the guitar, I was uh, was into dance music, I was always into the decks so I was after getting into the I ain't going back as far as vinyl days, you know Yeah, deadly. So a few minutes me and a few of the lads all bought the decks and we were all swapping records, went to Abbey Disc every Saturday and spent your pocket money on records and and I was like, couldn't wait to get back home and play them and all, but uh, yeah, it was good times you know, and then until I was probably 21 before I actually picked up the guitar there and started dabbling with that thing, you know. What was it that made you pick up the guitar? <clears throat> um, but to be quite honest with you, my, my, my first daughter, Jodie, was born. So, uh, DJs, decks, and loud music don't go very well with a newborn baby. That's so, true. Um, I was doing a media course at the time and I was really intrigued with the whole songwriting thing. So, um, I remember bringing in a song I tried to write, which was probably like not really good. <laughs> and I said to one of the guys, "Can you put music to it?" And he said, "Look, you're better off learning a couple of chords." Yeah. So the first song I ever learned was "Zombie" with two fingers by the Cranberries. And I, it was I built two weeks straight. I, my fingers are nearly bleeding trying to learn a mm-hmm. song with two fingers, and that was that damage. So I, I never looked back since.
0: So then, when did the rattling kind come along?
1: So, so, I started kind of Dublin playing pubs at the age of 26, 27. I, I kind of always want, I always liked the idea of being in a band, you know, as a younger kid before I ever touched the guitar. And then I went into doing the DJing. And then um, when I started playing the gigs, I was like, to the guys that I was playing, It was like, let's start up a band, like, you know, something, we write songs and do all of that. So, that would all happen around like 28, 29 maybe. Mm-hmm. So, we set up the band, we had no name for a while. Uh, and me and a few friends actually like set up the band they all went off and got real jobs and uh, I'm the only one that kept doing the doing the band thing but no there's all new members in the band now that have been playing for the last while and uh, it's still the same name I'm still the same singer and it's like some of the songs that we wrote I wrote back then were still playing like all around the town would have been one of the first ones you ever wrote amazing so um, yeah and that's how that all kind of formed down from that
0: and obviously the first gig you would have done yourself as a DJ would have been very different to the first gig you did in a band I'm assuming
1: yeah, because when I was in the media cars party, I kind of module, you had to like put on an event. Okay. Uh, I think it was the Voodoo Lounge. I, I got my first ever proper DJ. No, actually, my mum and dad's 50th anniversary.
0: Excellent.
1: Nice. <laughs> it was my first ever uh, gig of the decks. And then, uh, yeah, then after that would have been the Voodoo Lounge, yeah.
0: What do you remember from that first gig then?
1: Uh, I could barely reach the table because I'm only small so the table's quite hard you know, to, <laughs> see, yeah, to see over the table to see the next I'm only sure to ask if a yellow page is just to stand up and see the, the knobs and buttons you know
0: Ah, sure luck you made it work
1: I made it work
0: Yeah So what has been a best memory for you from performing whether it's on the decks or whether it's in the band
1: um, I suppose I still get the same thing today. It's it's making people happy, mm. you know. And I suppose like a DJ or a comedian or a singer or a guitarist, I suppose playing music and entertaining, is, it's suppose it's making people happy, you know. Yeah. Um, and I still get that boost today, like no matter what the gig is or where it is. Uh, when you know you know you're at the playing some favorite song or or whatever it might be, it's that feeling you get from seeing people smile, basically, you know.
0: Yeah, and art and music does that a lot.
1: That's it, yeah. Um, I mean, people get it from poetry, they get it from music, they get it from art, all sorts of part shapes and forms of art, you know. Yeah, but that's yeah. probably what the thing that attracted me the most was, you know, the booze of doing it. Um, but yeah, making people happy, really.
0: And so, All Around Town, you mentioned it already, it got a new, or got a re-release this year, the only a while ago.
1: That's right, yeah. So we recorded the song... Oh, about 10 years ago. And a um, young lad in the early we knew was murdered, Warden uh, O'Connor, and it was very sad occasion, obviously, because well, the first person I ever knew was murdered. And that's mm-hmm. what sparked the idea to the song. And um, so with that, the song came about, and then we released it with an EP, uh, with about two, five other songs. And I always remember saying, wouldn't it be great if Damien Dempsey, because I was a big fan of Damien Dempsey when I started like, doing the song, you know, playing yeah. guitar and it would be great if you got Christy Dignam and Danny Dempsey, but at the time, like, that was miles away. And then, obviously, I've met the two lads through the years, on and off, on little occasions, and uh, I just happened to bite the bullet when I was re-recording it, because the song was meant to be on an album, and we kind of had a break for years from the band, so I always wanted to have that song on an album, so I just thought I was going to re-record it, and then I approached uh, Christy Force. he said yes, and then it's funny because the song was used in Love, Hate, and I was happened to be at uh, Stephen Clinch's funeral. I know I'm talking about a lot of dreary stuff here now, but Stephen Clinch's funeral. I was attended it, and uh, I bumped into the Demo And Stephen Clinch was the man, and he, he was the guy with the pill kill. Do not you remember that episode? Yeah. And um, I had to see Damon that day, and I turned out at Demo and he said, "Yeah, absolutely." So it all kind of went from there. Then, you know,
0: it's amazing uh, how it worked out. Like three sixty, from a <coughs> dream to something that came to a reality.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, like, you know, and then driving across the M50 to the studio, to the Domo studio, like, with the two lads in the car, like, to real kill, and saying <laughs> nothing. And they're, and they're waffling away, and everybody's going, what the hell is going what on? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> oh, crazy, crazy. And, like, Christy went in first, and then Christy, obviously, he wasn't really well at the time. It was the day after, he'd done the Malahoy Park gig with mm-hmm. Jerry Cinnamon and Maglan, and um, we basically had a couple of hours to bring Christy over and bring him home. Yeah. So he was bringing Christy home, and he was great, he was really funny, he was so witty and yeah, he had me in stitches in the car on the way over and back. And then when I came back, uh, Damon was in doing his bits and I walked in the room and he was like a hurricane in the room. And I had to walk back out of the room because I was like, what the? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> like, I had, had to myself a few times, you know.
0: Yeah, so obviously you're delighted it came out and obviously this new video as well, part of it, which shows really nice shots of Dublin in it.
1: Yeah, look, like, again, the sad thing was when we went in to shoot the video on the Friday, Damo came in, obviously, Christy, because like the recording was done in 2022, June 2022. Mm. So uh, it was a good year later, and obviously, Christy, unfortunately, deteriorated. But um, we recorded the video on the Friday, and Christy and Sabby had passed away on the Tuesday. Mm. But he, didn't, he wouldn't have got to see the video, but he would have got to hear the, the recording, and he loved it. Yes. So I couldn't do a video without having Christy in it some way so that's why they went down and projected them onto the bridge on the Sheriff Street. Yeah, it's and we had footage from the studio and a bit of footage of Christy from his you know, solo album and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it worked out well in the end, thank God, you know.
0: Yeah, it looks really good. You also have a live show coming up on the 15th of December in the Button Factory.
1: That's right, yeah. Can't wait for that. What was buzzing for that.
0: What can people expect if they're heading along?
1: Um, a good night.
0: Yeah. As you say, yeah. you like to make people smile.
1: So that's what's going to happen. Yeah, we're going to go in and play the songs from the album. Um, obviously, a lot of people would know us from uh, all around the town. A lot of people would know the song King of the Road, which is also going to be on the album, and there's a full band version of that. So, um, yeah, look, they're going to hear the new songs from the album, stuff that they'd know. Probably try one or two covers just for the crack, you know? Yeah. Um. And, yeah, just have a good night. It's It's near Christmas. A lot of people are using it for that Christmas party, so just a good night with good vibes and everyone have, have a bit of crack, you know?
0: Excellent. And then the upcoming album, Home, is due out in 2024.
1: That's correct. That's correct. Excellent.
0: Where's the best place people can keep up to date with you guys?
1: Um, well, generally, I, I do a little bit of Twitter. crack right but Facebook, Instagram, um, and then, like, you can listen to the songs that's already released so far on Spotify. They're on iTunes, Apple Music, and there's stuff on YouTube as well. Excellent. So maybe all stuff on YouTube if you really want to gig
0: Amazing. Eddie Sherlock of The Rattling Kind, thank you so much for chatting to us.
1: No, but always, thank you very much.
0: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer.